Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. With over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. First they found the diamonds. Solomon's men. A diamond mine of incredible bounty. Then they built the city around the mine so that it should be protected. The savagery of the guards was a legend. They instantly fell upon any thief, any transgressor. And the diamonds flowed to the kingdom of Solomon. Thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 29, and today we are talking about Congo. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Chad. We are watching you, Evans. <laughs> oh, can you do it with an Eastern European accent? That no, I can't. Awesome. I really can't. Oh, that is a shame. Cornelius, uh, Cornelius, stop eating my sesame cake, Logan. <laughs> Jumbo. <laughs> and Sam, you can call me Mr. Hermoka, buddy, Vector. Hello, hello. Notice how all three of those had a Tim Curry theme just for Sam. Yes, just for yeah. me. <laughs> all right. you, you do notice the, the three movies we've seen with Tim Curry, he's had a different accent in each one. Yeah, and they're all yeah, kind of bad. All really bad. Russian, all really bad. whatever this one was. And uh, what was he in Clue? Was it English? Yeah, he was just his yeah. normal British self. So, so that Is was he actually, British? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He is of the British persuasion. All right, so pull up a big comfy chair. And let's uh, hack and slice through the jungle that is this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and what is this movie? Well, this is Congo, and um, Catherine had some words to say about it. When an expedition to the African Congo ends in disaster, a new team is assembled to find out what went wrong. I figured since everyone in this movie is overacting, I might as well have Catherine overacting. <laughs> <laughs> so Congo. I, you know what? I, I disagree. I think Ernie Hudson was was pretty uh, I, I may or may not think yes. that Ernie Hudson in this movie was the best thing ever in this movie. <laughs> no, right? His accent, talk about wavering accents. It changed throughout the movie. I didn't care. Um, yeah. I, I actually genuinely <laughs> liked most of the audio clips I actually have are of him talking. <laughs> so, so there you go. So, at the beginning of every episode, I ask the same question. So, Chad, uh, when was the last time you'd seen this movie? Obviously, you saw it recently for the podcast, but before that, when was the last time you saw it? And to now, does it hold up in your mind? Would you? What do you think? Your initial impressions? When I first saw it, I mean, I saw it when it came out. Um, I was a big, always a big uh, Michael Crichton fan. Um, as far as reading the books, I remember reading the book when I was much, much younger. Um, and absolutely loving, loving the book. And then the movie came out, and I remember feeling very disappointed um, uh, the, the first time that I saw it. I mean, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, but I, I, I was expecting more. I think I was expecting more of a Jurassic Park feel and kind of got Congo instead. Right. <laughs> you got Congoed. 
I got congoed. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, it, does it hold up? I, I uh, no. Yeah, no. This is uh, corny. Well, let's see. I might have saw Congo back in 98, 99, a couple years after it came out, and I haven't seen it since. And uh, to be honest with you, it was like watching a brand new movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> very glad I hadn't watched it since because I would have hated my life up until <laughs> watch this again. <laughs> and if it hadn't been for Ernie Hudson, I think I would have uh, just decided to just fake, fake my way through this movie. Right. Pretended I'd watched it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you suffered through it. At least it's nothing like horrible, scary, like uh, Children of the Corn or anything like that. It's just, it's just a bad film. Hey, you know what? I almost might watch Children of the Corn before I watch this. Really? Movie. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. I can't even wrap my brain around that because I would rather. I think I'd rather have you punch me in the face than watch Children of the Corn again. Yeah, um, uh, Sam. Yeah, I, you know the funny thing is I watched this probably three or four months ago. Um, it was one of those movies I put on my side monitor at work and just kind of let it play and was listening to it as I was working. And uh, it's it's one of those movies from the '90s that it, it almost has more of a nostalgia for what it what it could have been or what it was is. Su- what was su- what it was supposed to be? What was supposed to be rather than than what it is? I mean, it, right. it, it is a pretty bad movie. Um, but it's still kind of fun in a goofy, stupid way. Yeah. Um, I really wish it wouldn't have taken it, itself as, ser- as seriously as it did, um, because I think poking fun at it at themselves might have actually helped a little bit with the uh, some of the over the top elements in this movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you want to get down to brass tacks, you know, and you guys all know my favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Congo oh, is basically it's basically Jurassic Park in the in the jungle. Instead of dinosaurs, you've got apes you've got a, a technology um big corporation evil corporation trying to uh you know take advantage of, of natural resource type of thing and uh it just doesn't translate as as well to this in the book it does i i can't i can't recommend uh, the book any higher uh, it's a great book a good adventure book um but it just didn't translate to the screen uh for this movie uh, How about you? I I actually saw this in the theater, and the in the it was a dollar theater back in uh, growing up, uh, and I used to watch um, these real bad ninety movies. It, it, at the time, <laughs> I just ate them up, and I thought yeah. they were like I actually thought it was good TV for some reason. Like um, I, I had a couple buddies, mainly uh, Steve uh, Everett. Um, he and I grew up together, and we would go to the dollar theater and just watch these shit films and just, but we ate it up for, so for whatever reason, like this movie, like that really bad Godzilla that came out in 98. Oh, that that movie's terrible. And it doesn't hold up at all. That movie looks real bad. Um, and like this movie and movies like con air and speed and, uh, a a lot of these, a lot of these hard (laughs) R action flicks from the nineties that are real bad. That we just ate up for whatever reason. Like, Anaconda. Anaconda. I, I, yeah. I still oh, have man. to stop and watch Anaconda. Yeah, and that I, movie really sucks. But it's got Ice yeah. Ice Cube and J Lo, and I think her feature. No, it's not her feature. She did Selena, but yeah. um, it was one of her earlier roles and whatever. And John Voight plays a really weird dude. Uh, 
Anyway, so so all that crap that all, all that being said, uh, all that crap that that I watched back in the day has a weird place in my heart. Um, this is a bad film, but I had such a good time watching it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's to the point where you would say it's so bad it's good. You know, I don't think it's that. No, um, it's not Troll Two worthy or anything like that. But this movie really is not good. But I, I had a, I watched it with, um, I made my wife watch this. We, we, we popped a big You're bowl. You're a terrible of, person. No, we popped a big bowl of popcorn, and she and I were laughing, and and we were just making fun of stuff, and we're like, oh my gosh, it's the guy from the Matrix, you know, like what is he doing here, Eddie Ventro, and um, <laughs> like, I, and he's just kind of this. He, I wish he had more of a role, and 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 I have read the book. How many of us have read the book? Raise his hand. All right, yeah. so it's just corny, right? Nope. I mean, read. I, I read, corny, corny doesn't read. I, I read the book, but I don't remember <laughs> a lot. Uh, I read it probably about four or five years ago, and I just don't remember. I'm sitting here watching the movie going, I don't remember there being so much trial and tribulation just to get to the jungle. Like, I don't remember there being explosions and, and at airports and things like that. So, anyway, um, this movie is obviously very different from the book and um, – in very many aspects, but like you said, Sam, this movie was trying to it was trying to ride the coattails of Jurassic Park to the yep. point even that the, the the screenplay for this was written before Jurassic Park, but they didn't think they had the technology to do the apes. <laughs> so then Jurassic Park comes out. Now, remind you, if you've seen this movie and you realize how one how bad it looks, two how bad the direction is. Three, how bad the visual the visual effects are. Oh I mean, visually, oh, yeah. this movie yeah. sucks. And then you go, this movie is two years after Jurassic Park. You want to just slap yourself and go, what the hell are these people doing? I mean, this movie came out after Jurassic Park. And even then, when they, they, they actually originally had created computer models of the white gorilla, they, they realized that the computers didn't have the technology to simulate hair. Here, so yeah. they couldn't do it. That's why all the slick. that's why all the Jurassic in Jurassic Park, all the dinosaurs are hairless um, yeah. and furless. I think the new ones are actually going to have feathers because they've learned that dinosaurs had feathers. Well, not uh, the director in the Jurassic World said they are not going to. They're going to oh. be. They're going to have the same look they had in the first movie. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, let's, let's so I'm not, excited about that. So let's not let science and facts get no, away no, telling no. a good story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the director, so the director Frank Marshall, okay. He did such great films as The Making of Poltergeist <laughs> and then The Making of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and then Roller Coaster Rabbit short and then he does Arachnophobia. Yes, uh, another one of my favorite uh, real bad movies. Really bad did, movies. Then he yeah. did this thing called Alive which is Oh, is that the one where the guy gets Ukrainian uh, rugby team stranded in the snow swept and yeah. are forced to use desperate measures to survive after a plane crash. So that's where they eat each other. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and desperate, yeah, that's right. Desperate measures always means eat somebody else. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so then he do, so he does live, and then he does one episode of a TV show called Johnny Bago, and then he does Congo, and I actually think Congo kind of ruined him from directing. <laughs> I do because after that he goes from the Earth to the Moon. He did one episode, and then he did Eight Below, which, which was in 2006. So he went. Almost a decade without even doing a movie. So then he does this little kitty thing with Mark Wahlberg. Or maybe he was like, all right, 
I like animals. I like working with animals. In Congo, they weren't real. They were people. But in the movie, I like working with animals. So I'm going to work with Paul Walker <clears throat> and a bunch of dogs, and that's it. So uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of direction to be had because Paul Walker can't oh, not speak all the dead. And then he did Back for the Future, a short, and then he did a 30 for 30 episode for ESPN. And that's huh. it. Now. Now, he did produce a lot of stuff. Hell yes, he has. That apparently is his niche. He, knows, he must be in with uh, Spielberg, though. Yeah, he from, and Spielberg and per, and um, Paramount. Yeah. Um, the untitled Jason Bourne sequel. Uh, Indiana Jones 5. Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, yeah. Uh, the Bourne Legacy. War Horse. The Last Airbender. Garbage. So anyway. <laughs> So he's done some good stuff. So uh, he's produced some good stuff. But as far as the director goes, um, yeah. it's pretty, pretty So Someone quickly realized that uh, he didn't quite have the goods to uh, to really get it out there. So this is funny. I love IMDb. IMDb is so great. So I'm on IMDb on on my computer, obviously. And you know how they do when you, you click on a movie that you're on and then kind of midway it says, people who like this also liked. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's The Rides of the Planet of the Apes. And then yep. the time machine, and then Iron Man, the Matrix Reloaded, the hell Star Trek O nine and Star Trek Into Darkness, which I think is funny because when Netflix, once you get to the credit to Netflix, it pops up at the bottom three movies to recommend, and in and Netflix, Netflix has a way better I think method of choosing movies that you're watching because they went, would you like to watch Mimic, which is a terrible film. Or I could have had like three it's movies. Great book, by the way, they had three movies and they were all crap films. And I thought <laughs> Netflix gets it. So anyway, so there you go. So this movie. Um, so we we want to do the kind of quick synopsis, I guess. I mean, I know oh. Catherine explained it. What are you going to say, Corny? Oh, so I found another uh, movie that uh, Frank Marshall did. Oh. Uh, the making of a shit film called Congo. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just. Yeah. I really don't like this He movie. was a producer <laughs> of Hook and Five Goes West. Back to the Future. Anyway, okay. those are all movies that I really like, but not any of them named Congo. So, <laughs> now, Corny, see, I, 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 I think I, I, I will admit this. There are times when we watch movies for the podcast, and I think our mood can sometimes yep. affect how we watch it. Because, like, Sam, you had this predisposition about The Fifth Element that was, it was a terrible film. And in yep. your mind, it's still not a good film, but you had a good time watching it. And I think it was because we were all together and, like, is that what I'm – yes? Am I kind of right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd well, say. There, yeah, there's a few few films on our list where I look back and I'm like, ooh, I was pretty rough on that. Right. I, I maybe maybe shouldn't have been so rough on some of those things. Right. So, hey, Corny, I'm, I'm saying that not to say that you shouldn't have ill will towards this film or call it a bad film because it's a bad film. I just think that maybe um, – you have to be maybe in the right mood or it just has to – this movie got me again. I think, Chad, you said you watched it earlier too in the 90s. Like this is just one of those films that for me, for whatever reason, just gets me in a good mood, especially when you have really bad dialogue that this movie has. <laughs> and I captured a bunch of it. I mean I captured a bunch. And, God, just, and there is some bad acting. Yes. Or, or, yeah. or is it directing or is it acting? I don't know, but that's a that, little bit of both. You got to go a little bit of both. You got to I mean, give it some both. I mean, after you, after you get that intro scene in the jungle and you go to the uh, the headquarters, yeah, that dialogue <laughs> and action yeah, between that, that the, the was... girl and the father, 
oh, I just want to slap both of them. And all I'm they did like, was yell at each other. Yeah. It, that's a trope. It's called angry acting. Like, that's all they did. It was like. But it was like bad. There were gaps between the, the yelling and it, there shouldn't have been. Or it just was cut really bad. To get, yeah. It just was not a good scene. Yeah. And he's a pretty good actor and he's done some good stuff. And I think she's a fine actor, too. Um, she's not in this movie, though. Not in this movie. I actually liked her a lot in <laughs> Frasier. But. Uh, no, yeah. she's not real good in this movie at all. Um, no. So, did you guys notice that Bruce frickin' Campbell was in this movie? <laughs> I know. Bruce, I'll be you, mean, you. you mean Ash Campbell? Ash, Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Chad, Wednesday, yeah. you saw this when this movie came out. Did you remember that Bruce Campbell was in this? No, I did not. I didn't I, either. You know, I, I didn't I either, and I this. just watched it four months ago. <laughs> I just I watched this, and and I'm watching. I'm I'm getting into it, and I'm thinking, like, wait, was that? Was that Bruce Campbell? And I actually, and I went and you know, I had to rewind it and look at it, and it's like I think it is. So I then IMD beat it and, and realized that it was like it, yes, indeed, it was <laughs> yeah. Bruce. Don't call me Ash Campbell. And the best part is, is that like he's only on screen for like three minutes of the movie, like the first three minutes of the movie, which introduces the the conflict, which causes them to go into the the jungle in the first place. Sort of and, like a, a raptor eating a worker, right? At, uh, at Jurassic Park. Jurassic well, Park. there was no monkeying around here, folks. No, <laughs> no not at all. But, but remember, Sam, as much as we're going to give grief to the movie, we have to give some grief to Michael Crichton. Because, oh, yeah. He, he repeats his, his stories yeah. quite a bit. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't. He, he's not um, free Blameless. from sin, sin in this. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, somebody, Chad, sh- somebody should have kept an eye on him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Um, so anyway, so he, uh, what was I saying? So Bruce Campbell, and he's doing, like, he's playing himself. Did you guys notice that? Like, again, he's only on screen for three minutes, but I, like, I was, like, waiting for zombies to come out of the woods and attack him. <laughs> like, he does the Bruce Campbell scream. He's on the phone. And he goes, I can't remember the line. I should have captured some of his dialogue, because it, but it was real dumb. He was like... How's it going tonight? Oh, it's real hot. You know, like, what are you doing, Bruce Campbell? But he, he actually auditioned for the role of the lead, and they liked his audition so much that they decided to give him this bit part. Um. <laughs> that would have been – think about that. It would have been a completely different movie. I would have I mean, loved to have seen it, it that movie. It would have been great. Could you imagine <laughs> – just watching him and the monkey and him argue with the monkey at all times, you know. I know, and he gives it that eyebrow, that Bruce Campbell eyebrow. And it's just, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that movie. I think okay, that, now, that, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking to myself, I could just replace yeah. one person with Bruce Campbell. It doesn't even matter who who, who makes it to the no, end of the movie. You can't replace Ernie Hudson with Bruce Campbell because that – I, I, Ernie Hudson's dialogue was the best in the film, and it was real bad, but it made me laugh so many times. Again, I captured some of his stuff, so we'll get to that point. But so we get to the intro, and and they, you know, they, they, the monkeys killing you know, the grills come in and they kill whatever. So we get to the, the the scene where we now realize that we're the telecom, Travacom is the evil communications corporation, right? Yeah. So were you guys watching? You know that 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 what's called transition shots where it just we're going to go from one scene to another, so they just got to show something, and they show in the clip of the satellite. Did you guys listen to that music and go? Kind of sounds like Star Trek. Did you guys do that? I had a little bit of a. I mean, this, I'm not, I'm the Star Trek nerd, and I know Jerry Goldsmith wrote the music, and he did. He basically created the Star Trek theme. But I, I want to play a little quick game with you, real quick. I, I know Star Trek nerd, but just bear with me, okay? So 
I'm gonna no, play. I'll, I'll gorilla with you instead. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play two <laughs> audio clips, and you tell me which one is from Star Trek and which one is from Congo. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Marco. Okay, that's your clip one, and then clip two. <laughs> one of these clips is from Congo. The first one's from Congo. No, yeah. the second one is from. The first one is from Congo. Yeah. No. Yeah, first one. Nope. The second one was from Congo. The first really? one was from the Star hell? Trek. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> alarm you hear in the end is the, like the alarm that they're calling in. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I thought sold it yeah, for me. Yeah, that's why I put it in to kind of confuse you. <laughs> but yes, well, like that. Well done. Right, but it, that's the point I was trying to make. I was like, as soon as that happened, I go, oh, come on, Goldsmith, were you just like, oh, we need 13 seconds of audio? Well, here, we'll just throw something in from Star Trek. The Star here, Trek nerds are going to be And then watching. take it down like 40 clicks. I think we'll be okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so, slow it down a little bit. We'll be all right. I mean, I almost want to play them at the same time. It's like. <laughs> That's at the same time. How weird is that? That actually is really good. Right. (laughs) That was the exact same time. Yeah. That was awesome. (laughs) Right? That was pretty cool. All right. Anyway, fun with soundboard. Um, Where was I going with that? Oh, so yeah, Bruce Campbell, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, By the way, you guys hear they're making an Evil Dead TV show? Show, yeah, yeah. and uh, Campbell's going to be a part of it. Yeah, he's going to be the lead guy. (laughs) I know, I'm really excited. I know. (laughs) So then we get this weird moment. I'm I'm reading now from my notes that when he hit the TV with his golf club, do do TVs catch on fire like that? (laughs) I literally (laughs) believe it or not, they do. I had a TV in my in in my bedroom in the early '90s that I walked into my room and there was nothing but smoke coming out of the top of it. Right. So it's basically I, spontaneously I, I, combusted. And I've had a computer monitor do that to me back in the uh, in the early 2000s. But I didn't know that if you just hit it with a golf club, it would catch on fire. Just a funny thing. So Is that we, a trope? Uh, I mean, the guy walking around with a golf club? Yeah, rich dude walks around rich, with a golf club. Yeah. Yeah. Rich guy must play golf. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the only way he could, have been, he could have been more pretentious, too, while driving up in that golf cart is if he was on a Segway. You know? <laughs> We wouldn't have segways back then. I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's about the only way we can make him more of a douche. Or a, maybe... But they can talk about different things without having to use a segway. You know, they can just talk. Anyway. Okay. Lame. <laughs> Lose Minus <point>. one. <laughs> Minus it's one. Worth it. it was worth it. Right. So, somebody has conversations going on in the background. Yeah. Um, what in the world? Uh, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Corey's got to go take care of business. <laughs> Uh, so, so then we get the first line. So Sam, you were making reference to that awful dialogue in the, oh, God, so, that's horrible. so here we go. What was that thing that destroyed the camera? A uh, baboon. Well, I thought it was a gorilla, but I've never. Gorillas didn't kill all those people. Gorillas don't do that. That's right. We have to say that in the movie to remind, <laughs> so that later on when we go, oh, apparently gorillas did, you know, it's the big yeah, shock surprise. And he did. must be an expert too. I was going to say, I mean, he knows everything about gorillas. <laughs> yeah. Especially he, since he thought it was a baboon. Right. To begin with. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, yeah, he has, yeah. I, I own a telecom company, therefore I know everything about gorillas. Good job. 
so then we transition to California, right? And and so then we get this referred to as an orgy of evidence that these guys are at a college. You know, you got <laughs> you got paintings and crap all over the wall. You got yeah. Taco Bell product placement. Was someone playing Doom? Did you guys see that? Yes, they yes. were. Who played Doom? I was like, but who's playing the game? Like, is the gorilla and the dude are yeah. like, is the game? I didn't think that game back then had like an autoplay. Like, if you didn't hit spacebar or something, I don't know. There was a third roommate who. Yeah, it was the third. It. it was the camera operator. He's like, oh, yeah. So then we meet uh, them, and we realize that he's taught a gorilla how to talk. And and good for, for good for them. And, I, and I, I have to mention the animatronic gorilla that that was Amy. That's a pretty darn good animatronic. Well, it was for, a, it was for a, the nineties. It was a person. It was a person. Was it? Yeah. Well, the face wasn't. Well, well, I mean, it was a person inside a body. I mean, it was a person inside the suit. Yeah. It was. Well, a, it was. A, it was a child actor. It actress. it looked good. Let's just say that. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the ape suits look great. I mean, compared to, like, Planet of the Apes from back in the 60s, yeah, it looked mm-hmm. great. I mean, but you could tell it was a person. At least I think I could tell it was a person. Yeah. I could tell. What, inside yeah. the monkey suit? I don't know what happened. I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah no, Sam was making reference to the animatronics. That, that All those gorillas were, were people. There was no actual gorilla. Now, now the, the later gorillas, I no, 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 no. Those were stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Evil gorillas were definitely uh, yeah. people so, inside. I have to too. say that uh, our friend Amy, the gorilla, uh, looked like a giant sloth. Her <laughs> arms were very long. <laughs> my, my wife noticed that. She noted that she thought that Amy seemed so much smaller than the other gorillas. And she said, like, why does she seem so significantly smaller? And I said, well, maybe the, 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 they couldn't get a child actor big enough. to. I don't know. Because so, it was a kid that was playing Amy. It was Lola No. Yeah. Or something like that. Or yes. So, <laughs> wow. That was what do I around this this podcast to a halt. <laughs> no, it was um Misty Rosas was uh Amy. What? Well wait. There's another one in there listed as well. Yeah, Lola That's No probably her voice. Yeah. But actually that's the person who is the voice as well. I could give up. I'm sorry. Conga, Amy as Laureen, no. Okay. But when I go down even farther, this is great radio, by the way. Well, <laughs> four of us are on IMDb. Searching for who plays the darn gorilla. Well, because I, wrote, so it, I wrote it down because it matters later on in the podcast. Um, All right. So you've got don't worry, Lola knows Amy. Yeah. You've and got then you Mr. Have Rose's Amy the gorilla. Cheyenne Fox was the voice of Amy. And then you have... Um, or the computer voice, I'm guessing. Well, yeah. So, wait, where did she go? They got Lola No and uh, um, what's her name? I, I and Misty Rosas. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe they were maybe they both played it. Like maybe because it was it was such a taxing job doing. Yeah, she's literally just listed as Amy the Gorilla. Um, and then Lola No is just listed as Amy. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, for the for the time being, for this podcast, Misty Rosas was the one in Amy the Gorilla because it, it matters later on in the podcast. So there but Lola Null has so much more pun value. Uh, yeah. I know. Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> you said it. Uh, no. So now we meet Tim Curry. 
And he says, yes. and he says stuff like this. I will pay. I will pay for Amy to go home. And who are you, sir? Herkema Homolka, formerly of Romania, free now of the chains of Ceausescu, traveling the world, doing good. What is this all you throw? I just can't take that accent. All right, Tim Curry, we know that you... He's so creepy. You got this cool British accent, so we're going to make you Romanian. Wait, why? Because it would be funny. So this is a comedy. No. No. (laughs) Okay. All right, Ernie Hudson, we're going to give you kind of a South African accent. All right, I guess I can do that. And we're going to make you say these kind of awkward racial jokes. Why? Because it'll be funny. Oh, so is this a comedy? No. No. Okay, I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Um, I wonder if this movie had a laugh track, if it would, uh, if it would have been a lot better. <laughs> I, still, I still like the idea of Bruce Campbell as the actual lead of this movie. I, I would pay Agreed. money to see that. Yeah. Um, okay. Convenient gas issue is convenient. Um, and then, and then, freaking um, dude from what's his name? Is he the guy from Nip Tuck? Isn't that that guy? Who's the lead? What's his name? Um, Afro McAfro. What was his name? <laughs> Dylan Walsh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. He's from Nip Tuck, right? Yeah, he's from Nip Tuck. Anyway, he. Um, did you guys notice how much of a douchebag he became when they got on the plane? He's like, what do you do, lady who just gave us all this money and is allowing us to actually fly and do the thing we want to do? Oh, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, com- I'm a, a communications expert. Oh, you're a geek with a cell phone. Wow. That, that's kind of harsh, harsh, judgmental Berkeley, dude. Like, you know, go smoke some pot or something. Just, that seemed kind of <laughs> harsh. And, and it, it seemed out of character for some reason. Really? I didn't – I never got that. Like he just – because he seems like even the beginning of the movie, like the whole movie, he's just – all about teaching the gorilla and being this nice dude and and I want to set her free. And then someone comes along who has the means to do that and, oh, I'm going to judge you with my – because I have a closed-minded way of thinking here at Berkeley. No, you don't. What's wrong with you? You're Berkeley. Like that's just about as – that's like that's where like the burning broth movement started in the 60s. So anyway, uh, that was weird. And then I thought it was funny. They landed in Central Africa. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> It yeah. said Central Africa. So I wrote, are we dumb Americans? We don't know what the country is. So we just called it Central Africa. And then Ernie Hudson even made a said, it's a poor time to be in Central Africa. Like, like what country are you in? Like, I'd like to know. All of them. I, yeah. All are, of them. Are, you in, yes. are you in Zimbabwe or are you in, I don't know. See, I'm a dumb American. I don't know any other countries. <laughs> Mogadishu. That's not right. Tanzania. Tanzania. Congo. Are you in... That place where they did where they filmed uh, the Lion King. I don't know. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, the entire opening, <laughs> I just kept doing the uh, Lion Hi, King thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we meet Eddie Ventro, uh, Joe Pantaleone, and Pantaleone, whatever his name is. And he's, yeah, he's great. Uh, actually, one of my oh, favorite roles that he did I, is uh, just, Bad Boys Two. Just what? so you know, there is a country in Africa called Central Africa. Ah, oh, damn. Now I feel like I even worse than America. <laughs> is it really? Central African Republic. So I'm, I could very well see them calling it Central Africa. Oh, shit. <laughs> now I feel real bad. Which is just oh, north of Congo. Well, then it makes total <laughs> sense. <laughs> oh, 
Notice how I'm staying out of this. Yeah, that's actually really smart of you, Chad. Man, I felt like I was like, you st- like, why are you calling us stupid Americans? Like, we don't yeah, now. Now we're really stupid Americans, man. Apparently. And I was really hoping like it wouldn't have gained its independence until like <laughs> last year, but no, it's been a country since. <laughs> it's been a country basically yes. since 1979. <laughs> oh, damn it! But the, but the, the real the crazy thing though is they they went from Central Africa to Tanzania, right? Yeah. So they had to go through the Congo to get to Tanzania. Oh no, they went to Zaire. I thought they were in Tanzania first. Or one of the first places they went to. Oh, no, they landed in... All right, now we're getting into some real fun oh, stuff. Because um, they landed... He, he kept making reference to... Um, Who? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I thought that was coming. I just... uh, it's, it's coming eventually. It hasn't gotten here yet. She's, she's warming up. Um, yeah, okay, there it is. There it is. Um, but I thought that they, they, he says, well, welcome to Central Africa, right? Yeah. But then they talk about how the Zaire Air Force has got a the Zaire Air Force has got a piece of their ass. So who is the Zaire Air Force? Is and I'm a, trying to find Zaire and I cannot find it on the map. Is that a? It, I wonder if it's gone. <laughs> I'm wondering too. <laughs> we need to find a map of Africa of 1995. <laughs> Somebody look up Zaire. Is that still a country? Zaire? Zaire. How do you spell Zaire? I don't know. Z-I-R-E? The Democratic Republic of the Congo, I believe now is... Well, then that would make sense. Z-A-I-R-E. This is your history lesson for the day. Your geographical history lesson. The more you know. Yeah, and it was merged with the Democratic Congo in 97. All right. Well, there we go. So... This so, is all kind of making sense now. This now, now the geography is set. All right, so I, I actually, movie. all right, so Frank Marshall, I don't hate you this much more. <laughs> um, Eddie Ventro says funny things, uh, and then um, we get to meet Ernie Hudson, and he says something funny like this. Thank you. Now run away. Oh come on, man, run away. That's funny. I love that. Yeah, and they got a lot of mileage out of that truck. Did you guys notice that? Like, they drove that truck that he just stole, like, really, really far. But whatever. Uh, and then he says something great like this. Karen Ross. That's me. Monroe Kelly. I'm your great white hunter for this trip, though I happen to be black. <laughs> I love it. I love I just, I don't know why, but his delivery was great. I... Happen to be black. I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what, what he's like if he's portraying someone else, like if he's trying to be Bond, like the black James Bond of Africa or something. But I, I, I hate to say it though, he makes this movie for me. He really, to me, he does too. Right, yeah. Right. If he if that character was not in this movie, it really would be bad. Yeah. The yeah. humor would be completely wiped out. Yeah. You would definitely yeah. need to have Bruce Campbell as your lead then. Yeah. Um, then, then we, then we have Delroy Lindo, who is great and, and pretty much anything that he does. And he says one of my favorite lines in (laughs) cinema and it makes me laugh every time. And I'm going to giggle like a little girl when he says it again, but here you go. One of my, my, my favorite moment in Congo. You ready for this? Here it comes. Mr. Homoka. Stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake. 
I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. And so I now have this for forever. Stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> and you know what? I'll probably laugh every time you play that, too. I, I, oh, and I, just, yeah. I don't get why that's so funny to me, but it just cracks me up. He's just... He's just gotten a bribe of what fifty grand or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then yeah. now for some reason he doesn't want this Romanian piece of filth eating his sesame cake. <laughs> so then he, he says, "Stop for eating my sesame <laughs> cake." <laughs> I mean, and he's so. I like his character because he's just so. You know, please have some cake and coffee, and then he goes, "Have some!" You know, he screams at them, and then. And then when she offers him the bribe, he just looks at her more. Like, up, oh, we're not even. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Just you better pay me more, or this isn't. You're not getting your truck that you stole. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we get the scene where they're on the plane and they have to jump. And I like. I wish I'd have captured it, but he goes, "I don't want to jump. I want to turn around." And he goes, "Well, do you know how to fly a plane? No. Well, the pilots have already jumped out, so." <laughs> You're going to have to jump, too. Yeah. Uh, and then did you guys notice, and it, it was one of those funny things, when, when the dude that was carrying Amy, when he jumped out of the plane, he didn't have any hands on that gorilla. Like, Oh, that, what's holding on to that gorilla? And yeah. the gorilla was sedated. Right. And then apparently woke up halfway through, and he said that she had teeth. Should he, shouldn't he be mauled? Like, shouldn't he be bleeding and... Like have chunks of his flesh missing because the gorilla woke up in flight. I mean, well, there is, there is a scene. There's a scene later that's got part of his face like scarred up. Really, but we don't know. We we assume that that's part of that, but it, you don't see it until like an hour later in the film. No, oh, no. Anyway, uh, just that was a funny thing. So then she gets on her nifty sat phone with her ridiculous 1995 technology. Now, I wish I would have captured it, and I didn't think about it because I didn't write it down. Did you guys notice that when she connected the satellite to the satellite in the, in the you know space, that it made a dial-up noise? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard, and I actually rewound it, and I said, Sarah, listen really, really carefully. And she says... What are they dialing up to AOL or something? Like it was ridiculous. Like that, <laughs> you're connecting from a satellite to a satellite. There's no dial-up. It was so stupid. But again, that to me, that's when a director says, "Well, 1995. We don't know about technology, so people have in 1995. They have AOL 2.0 and they have dial-up. So we'll make this relatable. So we'll make that stupid dial-up sound." I just – why is that there? That would, not, that would not be a thing. I mean unless there's someone out there who was using that kind of technology in 1995 and says, oh, yeah, it used it. It made that dial-up sound. Then, then send me an email and let me know if I'm wrong. But that, sound, that seemed real dumb. Um, it just seemed like you know the briefcase is smaller than the painting kind of a thing. Right. Um, <laughs> um, you, she also brought – she brought AC but not a backup satellite phone. That else, anyone else seemed, like that was your only way of communicating back to home base is this fragile piece of equipment. And once again, I'm thinking of the poor porters who are carrying all this crap. Oh my gosh! And and they're carrying portable ACs. Right. I hope they got first dibs. Right. Yeah. Oh no no. She pulled out and said, "I bought AC." Oh really? Yeah. Well, you brought. Oh, I'm taking one. Yeah. He's like, "Oh shoot, I'll take one." 
But but listen, another thing. Let's think about. We're gonna skip ahead real quick. But in the movie, you know, they get those machine pistols, and everyone's got guns. All right. I think uh, uh, Sam, have you ever shot guns before? Shotguns, yeah, yeah. And Corny, yeah. have you? Uh, in the video game, yes. Okay, and and Chad, you have because you're from the the western part. Of the you're state. from you're from the west. Yeah, you're from the west. <laughs> so we all from the west. If we've all ever held a box of ammo and loaded a gun, we all know that ammo is kind of heavy, right? Mm-hmm. They're car- how much? They had, she had what three of those tripod guns? Each one was fired about what? Three thousand rounds. <laughs> you know how heavy that would be. Just like, like you said, those poor porters. Did you guys notice that all those white, those yellow boxes disappeared when they were in the rafts? Yeah, <laughs> yes. there was no boxes in the rafts, and all of a sudden they've got everything back again. Just these boxes were the most convenient thing ever. It's like magic. Like, oh, we'll just put it in Hermione's little shopping bag here, and it'll go away. Um, <laughs> So there you go. So we have that. So then we get um, a really funny scene where he has to burn a leech off his dick with a, a cigarette. Oh, oh, and, and I, I have to say that's that is a common uh, trope in adventure movies. Right. Is leeches attaching Leech. themselves somehow or somehow. other small I, uh, creatures. I would actually take the, I didn't write this trope down, but you're, you're what you said, Sam, reminded me of the trope that is that character is the. The dude from the big city is now forced to go into the field and is, you know, he's uh, the fish out of water trope. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's uncomfortable and he doesn't know what the hell a leech is and <laughs> and and things like that. Like, he doesn't know what's happening and why. Whatever. So he's he's a trope. And that's great. So then we get this kind of funny thing here happens. The Mizumo have several levels of dead. Someone's not dead until they're completely dead. So, again, I just like the way he talks. So, But did you notice that there was almost no accent there? Yeah. <laughs> like, I could have taken that from Ghostbusters. You know, he's just, again, it's just... The Mizumo have several levels of dead. Someone's not dead until they're completely dead. Like, that could have been from Ghostbusters. Yeah. And you guys would not have known except for the fact that he mentioned the tribe by name. So, he saw some stuff that'll turn you white. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we get the guy who's he 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 and he dies of scared, I guess. Um what? Oh yeah, we interrupt yeah, I'm trying to remember what my note made center. We interrupt Congo to show you the scene from Avatar. You know, when they're all sitting yeah. on the body chanting, I'm like, Oh, that's Avatar. Only their tree isn't healing him for some reason. Um then we get to, let's see, guy that doesn't go with the group is the first to die trope. You know, the guy that wanders off in the dangerous jungle. I mean, they've, <laughs> let's just forget about the fact that there's killer apes out there. He doesn't know that. They already saw a silverback like five minutes ago, right? And that was, that's a legit dangerous animal. It's not aggressive. It's just a legit dangerous animal. Yet, I'm just going to go wander off and look for a gorilla that can take care of herself? No. You're going to stay with the people with the guns. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then I thought it was funny that the dude from Berkeley was wearing a Yankees hat. I don't know why I wrote that down. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, let's see. Boats didn't have much gear in them. Uh, so then we they finally get there and they got the hippo. Oh, oh, but before they get there, uh, hippopotamuses actually go on, yeah. Yeah, they go on land at night. They they aren't sulking, waiting to, to eat boats at night. No, they, but there is a scene in the book where they actually do have to fend off some hippos. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, and I remember that. But, but it was during the day, and it was yeah. 
And it was yeah, just those because, damn hungry, hungry hippos. And I think it was just because they were mating season, right? And they thought the boats were a threat. Yep. Yeah, yep. it wasn't like there's some kind of giant river monster. And I think the only reason why they did it at night was to add a level of terror, and because maybe the animatronics weren't real good. Yeah, so that's they, what I thought they, they well. needed to hide some of it with the. Uh, because they sounded like I don't know what they sound like, but they sounded like dinosaurs. Like it, it yep. literally sounded like they took a T Rex and a Brontosaurus noise scream and just mixed them together and turned it into a hippo. I don't know, whatever. Um, I, and, and they just were so cavalier about shooting these things. I just thought, aren't, aren't those things, like, protected or something? Just, I don't know. Just, oh, there's a hippo. Better just shoot it in the face. I should have done that for you, Chad. Um, oh, thank you. I was actually like, why didn't he say uh... yeah. So then you get the guy who goes off and wanders in the woods, and then uh, one of the white gorillas, gray gorillas, comes in and starts attacking him, and we get this really awkward slow-motion attack scene. Did that, like, just piss you guys off? <laughs> I hated that. Anybody else? Corny? Chad? You guys? Yeah, I wasn't. Well, there. since they, they didn't use it the rest, you know, any up until that point, it's it, silly. You know, yeah. they, as a filmmaker, you, you have to set some some sort of rules. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So don't he, – he, he jumps this thing on you, but then he never uses it again. Yeah. And I'm really yeah, thankful silly. for that because I would have gotten real pissed off. Even back in the 90s, I would have been pissed off. That stuff, I hate that stuff. And other movies use it. It sucks. Anyway. Um, so then we get, right? Where is it? My reperderperder. I got it. Then we get this cool thing. First, they found the diamonds. Oh, I already said that. I already played that. I won't play it again because Tim Curry is ridiculous. So we get the <laughs> intro to the mines and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so then we get, oh, no, did I not put it in here? Oh, crap. Uh, Sam, oh, no. Sam, talk for a second. <laughs> oh, I'm talking. Yes. Okay. I need you to buy me some time while I pull up my clip because I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't load it. Um, okay, hold well, on. Let, I'm ready let, to go. Okay, so then we had this great moment. There's a pill for that. Oh, actually, we had this. <laughs> Thanks. So we had – oh, I did have it loaded. Damn it. Oh, well. So we hit this moment like, right, you know, they, they get attacked by the gorilla. So then they pull up what Corny alluded to earlier is the laser fencing, okay? So now we've gone from 1995 satellite dial-up phone technology to laser fencing. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand we're supposed to suspend our disbelief or whatever on this entire movie, you know, killer gorape, killer gorapes, killer gorillas. <laughs> The killer grapes of wrath, right? Yeah, killer uh, grape ape. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they would, if I was going on some sort of adventure hike through the depths of Central Africa, um, I think I would have put the laser fencing up to begin with, like every night. Right. Does that make sense? You know, because there's a lot of things other than these apes that are going to kill you at night. I, I I have several ideas. I would I would probably build one, and then just have it constantly walk with us. You got all these porters standing around, you know, carrying thousands of pounds of ammunition. Why not just yeah. have, just set the tripods up forever, and you just have this <laughs> walking um, fortress that just cuts <laughs> through the leaves of the trees. You never have to use a, a machete. I just I thought it was real dumb. And then in the, I'll allow it. So in the fight, <laughs> so then you have the fight, and I'm like, it's a good thing gorillas can't climb trees and jump in. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought the laser – I just – again, back in the 90s, I was like, yeah, laser fences and automatic turrets. That seemed so awesome at the time. And then I look at it and go, well, all you got to do is just kind of get under the gun and then it, it never hits you because it can't aim down. You know, It's not like the gun in uh, Black Ops 2 
that can hit you at any yeah. point. You know, it's just it was a little ridiculous, but whatever. Um, I think that is that a Crichton thing where the where the bad guys take their dead with them because they do that in the Thirteenth Warrior. Um, no, not that I can remember. So maybe just uh, those two books. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then we get yeah. this great moment in cinematic history. We are watching you. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> Thanks, Barney. <laughs> um, so, so then they go into the. Uh, they have to go into the diamond mines, where they find the diamond mines, and then, and then, and then stuff starts getting real silly. You know. Yes. Like, like I don't know what, what do you want to call that? Like it jumps the lava or something? Like I don't know what's uh. happening. But so then you get <laughs> jump the shark. The shark was being ridden by a gorilla. A gorilla, so. like, so then you got these big ass diamonds just hanging out. So then you, then we get gorilla ex machina, and then we have the laser gun for the win, and then we get this thing. Come on, Monroe! Let's go! Let's go. What the hell is that? The latest thing in communication. Which sounds kind of funny. <laughs> That's like her only fun line that she gets to say in the entire movie. Uh, that and at the end when she talks about the satellite having a telephone number. Um, but that wasn't supposed to be funny. I just laughed. Maybe that's the dial-up, you know? She puts, yeah, the, she puts the laser. That was so dumb. But it was still funny. Anyway. <laughs> so then we get the laser gun for the win. And then we get Volcano X Machina. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I wrote, wow, piss her off, destroys billion-dollar satellite. Hope insurance covers that. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of a harsh thing to do, you know. I mean, like, she blew up a billion dollars' worth of his private property. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you hear those songs about how the, the girl gets mad at the dude, so she, like, slashes the his car. Tires. Like, or, yeah. That was a yeah. billion-dollar satellite she just nuked, like... I think there's going to be she some consequences. Warn yeah. <laughs> she did warn him. Yeah, she did, I guess. Um, you never waste a good Bruce Campbell. Yeah. We, we, know, we, we need this coming into it. That's right. So then, um, and then we, they get the hot air balloon that they kept mentioning throughout the entire movie. <laughs> did you get the what, hot air balloon? No, we didn't bring the hot air balloon. Well, then the next year that the next group that they send gets the hot air balloon um, so that we have a way to escape. We, they mentioned that, mo- that stupid balloon like six times in the movie to, to remind us that. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a the, there's going to be the some Z- balloon. Yeah, wouldn't the Zimbabwean Air Force shoot it down too? Yeah. So what they didn't show is at the end of the movie they got shot down. That was the uh, in credit bonus scene. Is uh, some <laughs> dude with a rocket propeller it's like, oh look, there's a balloon. This will be fun. Tim Buck says I can hit it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she pulls out the flare gun and uses it to uh, shoot down the missiles. Yeah. Awesome. And then he throws the diamond off the balloon, and we have this great moment, and and then end credits. So that's the movie in a nutshell. Um, and I think actually we made it sound better than it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I still. This I, is a movie. It's a lot more fun watching with people to laugh at than I it is could, I could, possibly. Uh, yeah, I think there. corny. Like if this was the kind of thing where like you were able to come over to my house and watch this with me, I think we would be like Star Crash, like. If, oh, if yes. we watch Star Crash by ourselves, we're pissed off and bored. But yeah. because you and I watched it together and we had a good time, and and I mean, I mean, come on, how can you not laugh at 
Stop eating my sesame, sesame cake. cake. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I would love to be able to use that at work tomorrow. Right. I think I'm going to make some sesame cake. Just so, <laughs> so you play it on your phone. I like it. Tropes. Flare guns beat heat-seeking missiles. We get this in Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. Uh, this movie, I'm pretty sure they did it in the A-Team movie. Um, has has Mythbusters done... Well, I guess they can't really test a heat-seeking <laughs> yeah, missile. Yeah, you fire a heat-seeking <laughs> missile. You were surprised. They're very ingenuitive, those people. Yeah. Uh, That'd be no, something but, I'd like to see if it does work. You kind of got it in Iron Man. You know, he, he deploys his flares. Uh, yeah. Those missiles are yeah, but, see, well, that's, that's kind of a little different situation. But To me, that, I, and, I, and I guess it's, I mean, that's what a flare does. I mean, that's what flares do. It just seems like... In real life application, you throw out like a thousand flares, like planes literally dump hundreds of flares, and you hope that the missile aims at one of them. In this situation, it's you better hope that that missile goes straight (laughs) for that little flare. You know what I'm saying? And it detonates because of the flare. I mean, that flare probably weighs an ounce and a half. Like, why does it detonate? I'm pretty sure it would just deflect, the, the flare would just deflect off the missile, and the missile would blow up the plane. But. It gives you that cool shot where the two of them were like, oh yeah, I was gonna say next that was, to uh, each other, and they're leaning, the guns are aiming, and poof, yeah. So it's actually very uh, Pulp Fiction esque. Yeah, kind of. They should have been wearing uh, suits and shades. There you go. I like it. Um, tro- the tropes. He was scared to death. Volcano X Machina. What else did we talk about? Um, Sounds like a great band name, by the way. Volcano X Machina. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, yeah, we talked about it earlier. We'll have to listen. listen yeah. Again, but. There's been, there, were, there were quite a few in this yeah, one. Yeah, there were. There were a lot of tropes in this movie. Um, well, there you go. Uh, what, I mean, what else can we possibly say about this movie other than... It's uh, a 90s action It's a 90s adventure. action flick, yeah. there's yeah. And it was hard R, but truth be told, there really wasn't that much violence. I mean, even like Tim Curry's death was pretty mild, you know? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. his death sucks, but like <laughs> they don't show anything. Yeah. I mean, they show... a. I mean, this there was, was one. There was one f bomb in it, but still, oh, really? I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. This was PG-13. I was about to say I didn't think it was R because I I was able to see it as a teenager. Right. Yeah. yeah. Congo from the best-selling novel by the author of Jurassic Park comes this thing. That I, I, I that. Well, the book itself, if I recall, wasn't. It wasn't so action-oriented. It it's was not. more. It, it was it a was, race, wasn't it? Wasn't it was two, kind of a race. Two corporations going after this thing. Yep. If I remember right. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a race. And, um, yeah, it was it was a death race in the Congo is what it was. Yeah. Only no one Oh, died. we should have brought Jason Statham into this film. Awesome. He'd have been 10. <laughs> yeah, see, 95, he'd have been, because uh, he's, he's older than us, but not by much. Yeah, he would have yeah. been yeah, 17, 18. I like it. Um so, yeah, there you go. Uh, well, you want to play our little um, uh, comic book connection game? Have sure. I, I think we've done Ernie Hudson before in um, Ghostbusters. I don't know if we played the game then, but he was in Batman, the animated series. Um, Grant Heslov, dude, what was the first dude to get killed by the uh, the guy that ran off by himself? And he's like, that's an interesting name from a guy from, where are you from? I am from Mombasa. That's an interesting name from someone from Mombasa. Have you ever been there? No. Then F you. You know nothing. Yeah. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. That guy, who's also kind of a trope, he's voiced uh, in the Justice League cartoon. Misty Rojas, uh, Amy the Gorilla. Uh, mostly Pretty just Amy. Uh, mostly just uh, stunts. She's actually kind of hot. Um, mostly just does uh, stunts. Uh, she did stunts for Van Helsing. Uh, Bruce Campbell, 
He, of course, will be our Spider-Man connection. And Joe Pantoliano, he is in Daredevil. And and then the, the dude that played Cahaga, his name is long and awkward. Adewale Akinui Agjibage. It'll just be Beetlejuice. Yeah, he was in Thor 2. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So, All right. So before I get to trivia, I'm going to just um, – punch a big audible promo right in your face. So uh, audible.com, you know, is, is one of our, is our sponsor and they're awesome. And I would love to tell you about how you could get Congo on there, but unfortunately they don't have Congo, but they do have some other really great Michael Crichton books like state of fear and um, next and micro and a couple of them. But state of fear is one of my actually favorite, not even just Michael Crichton books, but actually books. I really enjoyed the heck out of it. It's very fun. It's, um, it's kind of your sci-fi kind of save the world kind of thing. You know, you got to get it's actually it's just a good book. So, uh, so to go to so this is what you do. You want to listen to it. It's easy. You just go to audibletrial.com/cheapseatreviews. You get it free, totally free. You're not putting in your credit card. You're not signing up for any long-term commitment. You get a 30-day free trial. Get your free book. Enjoy it. If you want to keep going, then you can do whatever you want after that. But you get you a free book for just signing up. So audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. And we um yeah, we really appreciate their support. So with that being said, um trivia. There was not a whole lot of trivia in this thing. Um the uh, but I, I didn't I, one of these trivia though, I did not uh what's it called? Could not corroborate in IMDb. Does that make sense? Am I talking by myself? I think I am. Well, yeah, I lost all three guys. So I'm going to just hang in there for just a second. All right, sorry for that. That was fun. Okay, trivia. So <laughs> thank you, Skype, for that. Uh, that wasn't awkward at all, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'll edit some stuff out maybe. Um, <laughs> straight to tape, guys. Straight to tape. Um, trivia. The the part I, I, I couldn't – somebody help me out here. The part mm-hmm. of the 727 pilot was played by musician and pop icon Jimmy Buffett. What? That was Jimmy Buffett? Seriously? Why? That's what it says, but I, he's not in the credits, and I don't remember ever even seeing his face. Or mm-hmm. arm or anything like, but that's what it says. So it must be true. It's on the internet. <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell auditioned for the role of Dr. Peter Elliott. He was given the small part of Charles Travis instead. The diamond that this is real. Okay. Uh, the diamond that was thrown out of the balloon at the end of the movie was lost. <laughs> and so could not be returned to Herkimer diamond mines. Obviously. Dirk a Dirk. Herkimer. Herkimer. Dirk from Dirk of Dirkistan. Yep. Um, so, so I'm hoping that that was insured. I guess. Well, I, I mean, I guess, but I mean, still, it's like that was a real diamond that he had in his hand that he chucked out the, uh, out the balloon. Like, why do you not have some dude with a big old tarp? Like, or pretend, don't even actually throw it. Just pretend, you know, yeah. you just do that, that gag where he, he throws his arm off the, out of the, the frame of the camera and he just keeps it in his hand. Like, why did he actually have to yeah. throw a $35,000 diamond or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Hugh Grant and Robin Wright both declined leading roles. Good job. 
Um, and Fred, <laughs> Fred Thompson uh, of um, Hunt for October fame, um, Roskies don't take a dump without a plan, son. He turned down a key role, probably angry um, uh, Travacom uh, yeah, dude, right? Yeah. You would think so? <laughs> like I, I saw so. when I first saw it, I was like, is that Fred Thompson? I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not. Uh, and then, and then, so then we have uh, a major plot point in the novel is the American expedition competing with the German-Japanese consortium to yeah. reach Zinge. This rivalry is omitted from the film, as as is the consortium altogether. And the novel Monroe Kelly is a mixed-race Scotsman, described. I can't do Scottish. Described as Scotsman, a, as a as son of a Scottish noble adventurer. <laughs> And he is a handsome Indian housemaid. Oh, Scottish nobleman and his handsome Indian housemaid. He's not a handsome Indian housemaid. In the film, he is a British man of African descent. That was British accent? Was that, mm-hmm. was that supposed to be yeah, British? I, that. I guess, yeah. I, I thought he was South African or something. I don't know. So, I have a new game. And, it's, and it's only for this movie because of this movie. All right, you ready for this? Marco. This movie won... <laughs> Uh, was nominated, sorry, was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, I think six awards. I'm done with and life. And you're period. thinking to yourself, wait. What awards it would win? Six, six awards? That that can't be a thing that's that's true. Well, it was award, It was nominated for six Golden Raspberry Awards. There we nice. go. Oh. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what the Golden Raspberry Award, the Golden Raspberry Raspberry or the Razzie, is a thing that's been around for I don't know how long it's been around for, but it's been around for a while, and it's a, um, it's been a thing that's uh, it basically celebrates the worst film of the year, kind of a thing. <laughs> like the last three Adam Sandler films have been nominated for this movie or this award, um, and I think what's her name, Sandra Bullock. Broke the record with being with winning an Oscar for the best female lead and winning a Razzie for best for worst female lead uh, for um, that stupid movie she did with Bradley Cooper. Steve, uh, <laughs> all about Steve, Steve or whatever. Yeah. It is. yeah. So this movie, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. So worst new star, Amy the Talking Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> worst supporting actress. Amy the Talking Gorilla. <laughs> worst, worst supporting actor, Tim Curry. Yes, nice. Worst original song, Jerry Goldsmith, Feel the Spirit of Africa. <laughs> That's that stupid thing that plays at the end. Yes, because we all know that we all know that Goldsmith has probably got that African roots that he can tap into yeah. to really well, I don't know. get I mean, that out. Okay, would you have thought that, all right, The Lion King. Do you think that's got some pretty good African roots going on there? That, that, that yeah. music is great, right? You know yeah, who wrote that? Wonderful. Elton John. No, he wrote no. Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Yeah, the score, see, there you go. The, no, you're wrong. He wrote <laughs> Can You Feel the Love Tonight. The score, the African score, was written by German native Hans Zimmer. So, well, I'd like to point out here that. Lawyered. Uh, I'd like to point out that uh, this, he has nothing to do with knowing <laughs> African music. It's pretty well studied. You can just make it happen. Right, exactly. So just because you're not from there doesn't mean you don't know anything about it. Um, point to Sean. You can't say that. Only I can say that. Right. Worst, 
All right. Point uh, worst screenplay: John Patrick Shanley. Worst picture: Kathleen Kennedy and Sam Mercer. Um, and worst yeah. director: Frank Marshall. Oh. Uh, but then it was also nominated for a Saturn Award, which does all the sci-fi for best science fiction film uh, and best director. So, That's only because it was piggybacking on Jurassic Park. That's um, the only way. And the only thing else I could think of would be, what else was it going up against in 95 as far as, as, far as sci-fi goes? All right, hit us up. I, I'm actually doing it right now. So you've got Usual Suspects, Braveheart, Seven, Clueless. So, like, okay, Apollo 13, yeah. Okay. These are actually good movies. Done. Yeah, but, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at sci-fi. So you've got 12 Monkeys, Apollo 13. So that already is better than sci-fi than this yeah but then you get like batman forever Yeesh. <laughs> the most sensitive of all the batmans <laughs> i would put Waterworld as better sci-fi than this movie and Waterworld's a bad movie too would it be sci-fi i yes yeah so it's about to okay yeah judge dread Yeesh. anyway oh, wait, uh, mr holland's opus yeah so anyway um Oh, the dreads, uh, yeah, old man, dreads, Mr. Holland's opus is one heck of a good sci-fi. I know, it just, I just caught my eye. <laughs> it's a time-traveling A band movie. director helping a student? That never happens. That would never happen, yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> it's a, it's a time-travel movie, that's why it's sci-fi. Oh, okay. Um, racist sci-fi. Did you just say racist sci-fi? No, I said your face is sci-fi. sci-fi. Oh, okay. I just thought you said something about racism. I was about to play this again. Karen Ross. That's me. Monroe Kelly. I'm your great white hunter for this trip, though I happen to be black. I just like that quote. Again, anything he says, I I just wanted to capture all of his lines. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the movie. That's the podcast. That's the episode. That's the review. Um, Top three. We decided to do top three Michael Crichton movies that are obvious. So whether he directed or wrote the book that inspired the movie... um, there you go. Chad, go. Uh, top three. Uh, I'm going to ask this question before we continue. Did anyone not put Jurassic Park as number one? Oh, that me. Yeah. You didn't? <laughs> I didn't. I was like, wait, <laughs> would you do put Lost World? <laughs> that's all legal. Destroy this podcast. We're, we're never going to let that air. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> okay, so we all put Jurassic Park as number one. Cool. So yeah. your third and yeah. second answers. Third and second answers. Um Actually, I liked Timeline was up there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. From a movie I, standpoint. I, I don't remember you liking that movie very much. Though. I didn't. Because um, oh, wow. a lot of these, a lot of the movies didn't, don't stand up. They don't. I love the books. Yeah. Sphere. I loved Sphere. Yeah. yeah the, the book. book. The book. the book was awesome. The movie sucked ass. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. It, it, it was ah, so yeah. I'm going to have to go with. <laughs> what was that, Sam? Nah, that wasn't me. Oh, Corny, okay? Sorry, it was. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's being attacked by hippos at night. Hey, I don't know what just happened. Ah. So you wrote Timeline. Um, I went with, all, I'm going to all... go with Timeline and because... Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for time time films. I guess okay. I don't know time travel stuff. Time travel stuff. Um, 
Sphere and Jurassic Park. Okay. Okay. Uh, Something tells me you haven't. Have you not seen all of his films? No, I really haven't. Okay. There's some I might want to introduce you to. There, well, s- that's why we're here. <laughs> is is that why we're here? I don't. I didn't think so, but okay. I thought I was exploring the uh, film industry for the greater good. Yeah. No, it's for uh, my good. Yeah, it's for, for Chad's, for Chad's good. good. It's Chad's for my. Good. It's my should, benefit. Should I change the letterhead and move yes. it down? Chad's good. For the Please. for the betterment of exploring the Hollywood film industry for the betterment of Chad Evans, sponsored by the Chad the, Allowant, the, the government of Chad, right in well, Africa. The, in Africa. Federation now that we know where everything is, that's right. You do have your own country down there. I do. How about that? All right, I could actually probably I could probably buy it. <laughs> I got about wow. hundred. I got about hundred and fifty bucks. What do you guys got? Nah, okay. <laughs> I mean, my name's already on it, guys. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just need to change. Do you have a flag? No flag, no, country. no flag, no country. Yes. Uh, Where Corny. the Twitter is this going? Oh, that's from Eddie Izzard. He's a comedian. Oh, okay. Corny? That, that's a person that gets up and tells jokes. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you, Jeff. Corny. Oh, well, let's see. I'm going to go with number three is Twister. Uh, yes. Okay. okay. And uh, I was like, I was waiting for something. And the Thirteenth Warrior is number two, and Jurassic Park is number one. I I, I like the Thirteenth Warrior when it was called Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. The book, you've read the book, Chad, right? Yes, uh, I did too. I like that book. I I like the book, but I actually like the movie better because yeah. the book was kind of boring, and I didn't like the way he wrote it because um, he writes it like a, a journal. A, yeah, it's a journal, and that was kind of frustrating. But. Um, I actually really like that movie. I like Antonio Banderas. That the I, I Antonio Banderas. Corny. I I also did Twister because, um, but the the more I think about it, I think what I would actually rather put. And I know we don't usually do is put the movie that we just watched in the category. But I would much rather watch Congo than Twister. Really, and this again. This is and Twister was one of those movies. I gotta go. I gotta go. We got cows. Yeah, we got cows. Another cow. Actually, I think it's the same one. Um, but that 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 movie actually, Twister, it it doesn't hold up either at all. There's a reason why they just made a new one called Twister or something. Into the storm. Into the storm. Yeah, it's the Sharknado. Yeah, (laughs) Sharknado two. Two. The second second one. one. Can I just say something about Sharknado? I watched. I watched both Sharknado and Sharknado two over the weekend, and I can tell you right now that it changed my life. (laughs) For the good or the better? I mean, for the bad, like I feel like a better person because of it. Because you know you're not a part of such crap. Because I know that I'm not a part of such crap. Oh, like, do you wonder if people I that had, worked on that film are like, hey, don't credit me in this film. You know, I, just, I had an overdue water bill. I just needed to pay it. Yes, but last then, all we might, we may, the the movie is making money for the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. A lot of money for yeah. the Sci-Fi Channel. I, I actually wonder if there's a way they can categorize that. Speaking of money, though, this movie, Congo, only a $50 million budget. Made $150 million. Really? Wow. Like, that's, for a that's bad film, and really then, shameful. I, and I think maybe, yeah, it was pretty bad when the diamond you throw out of the uh, <laughs> it cost uh, about the, a third of the budget. <laughs> that's why it cost fifty million dollars. It was twenty. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's interesting that when they they went into this movie knowing that the, the that they were trying to reproduce Jurassic Park. Yeah. Right. 
And Jurassic Park, as Sam will tell you, uh, wait, let me get there real quick. Because I'm actually genuinely curious on, okay, so Jurassic Park had a, wow, that's it? That seems low. It only had a budget of $63 million. Yeah. But it grossed $402 million. Now, granted, part of that was when they re-released it in 3D, just so that Spielberg could buy another Corvette. But um, Hey, I went and saw it in 3D. It was amazing. It was over 9,000. Oh, 9,000. Um, anyway, so I did. Uh, so Sam, did you do, what did you do? Not thir- uh, 13th Warrior or Twister? No, thir- well, 13th Warrior was my, my um, honorable mention, because yeah. I do enjoy that. But I've got to put Twister up there in that number three spot. It's one of those that I can, can watch. Yeah. I kind of like Congo, and then of course uh, Lost World. Yeah. Even though it has some serious problems, it's still, you know, even though it jumped the shark when the girl did yeah. her gymnastics, yeah, into gymnastics, the, uh, the a raptor, uh, a raptor to death, yeah, yeah. Um, there are some moments in the film when the, when the T Rex attack the uh, the RV. Um, that's that's some pretty pretty. No, cool yeah, stuff. it's pretty cool because right. they did it in the first Clever movie girl. too. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We anyway, and push it over the cliff. Yeah. yeah, like they did in the first one. Yeah, what? <laughs> they t- it's the same scene. It's just yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> yeah, it's the same scene except that <laughs> except that it's one big vehicle versus two little ones. Yeah, but see, see, he wasn't hanging on in the middle of the vehicle. He was on the outside in the first one. Oh, and had to swing out of the way. That's the difference. Yeah, that's there the difference. Actually, that that Lost World isn't as bad. I mean, the third one is horrendous. When raptors yes. start talking to you, yeah. Anyway. That was a dream sequence. It still was bad. They had a talking dinosaur, okay? Well, that one jumped the shark for many reasons, but when the T-Rex died for the the crocodile thing, yeah. Yeah. Didn't like that. In Sharknado 2, he actually <laughs> did jump a shark. Did he really? Yeah, he really did. Just for the joke? Yeah. Perfect. And they even said, you just don't say it. Jumped the shark. Nice. You said it. You said it. It was awesome. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, that's it. Uh, did, have we watched anything? Hey, we didn't do our ra- uh, rankings. Oh, rankings! I am so terribly sorry. Out of ten, uh, Chad, how many sesame seed cakes would you give this out of ten? <laughs> I'm going to give it Don't five I sesame seed cakes. Sesame cake. Okay, fine. Uh, Chad, um, how many? Uh, laser guns that are the new latest thing in communication, would you give this? I'm going to give it five surprisingly uh, sturdy lasers that just happen to be in the backpack that you're carrying. <laughs> the entire, well, the no, entire no, film. No, he he had the laser. Did he have the... Right? Why was he carrying... He was he didn't have a laser. Oh, no. maybe Was she carrying the laser? I don't remember yeah. now. No, 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 because no. They picked it up from the Bruce Campbell's dead body. Yeah, she picked he up the... Didn't have, he didn't have the laser because he jumped in the water. He didn't jump in the water with the laser. I can't remember now. At the beginning the of the film. Where did that come from? Yeah, I can't remember where it came from. Laser X Machina. Laser X Machina, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
So the laser, so lasers out of nowhere. No, no, he Fuck had it. it. He showed it at the beginning of the movie. Remember, he puts on the shades and he he only puts some of the dust in there, and then he blows up a tree, and he's like, "See, that's what happens. Wait, wait until we get a real diamond, Herb Dirt, Dirt. Dirt. So yeah, but he, then <laughs> but then he met the but then he meets Eric or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, you know. Oh, you need to come in and and be in the be in the shot for all this. And Eric says, "Come." Uh oh. Did Skype just dump him in the in the pond too? All right, you're back. Okay, are we all are we all sure still here? Didn't. Yeah, we're here. Okay, I'm sorry, just, Skype. Okay, Skype almost dumped Chad there. Okay, we're good still. No, you're and right. I'm on a roll. You're you're right. Yeah, like he 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 got he didn't take anything with him. So I'll... yeah, because he came out of the water with nothing. Yeah, whatever. where the hell did that come from? I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. How about this? The, it was written the, in the on gorillas. Back. The, the gorillas. gorillas put it there. That's a good point. That's, they're like, hey, we're going to raid the camp because they did that. They went into the camp, killed everybody else. And one of them was like, hey, this book bag belongs to Bruce Campbell. And <laughs> we should take it to him. We should take it to him. Or he's going to yes. lop off his hand and put on a chainsaw and murder us all. That's exactly what happened. Good point, guys. That's, That's a good point. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, laser ex machina. Uh, Corny, how many sesame seed kicks would you give out of ten? So, Chad, you said five, right? I said five. Okay. I would not give it more than four. <laughs> well, you know, I forgot to make it. Four, man. Here, hold on, Corny. Before you answer, I'm going to let you hear, hear it again. Stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> okay, there you go. Now, I would not give it more than four. <laughs> you sound German. <laughs> I do, don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm picking up that yeah. guy. Oh, no, I'm give it to Mars and fall. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try a different accent. No, stop no. it. Just four. Just stop right there. You're at four. Done. All right. And, Sam, when you're done giggling, what would you give it? Um... You know, this is one of those movies. It's hard. It's hard to give it a rating because if it, if you base it on on the, the craft of the movie, you got to give it like a three. Right. But I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. So I'm I'm gonna have to give it a, a third six because uh, I enjoy watching this thing. A right. Six. Uh, I don't know. Suicidal homicidal monkeys. Right. Why? Why are they suicidal? They, they, they were jumping into the lava. Well, it's because they they, their the flames were behind them. They didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. For, of course, for all they could see, it was there's nothing there because it was real bad CGI. <laughs> um, the girl didn't have like the you know the, the lightsaber of doom. I mean, <laughs> I mean that thing was I mean zoom, slicing she was, through everything, and she was so cavalier. And her best friend, her new lover, and his pet gorilla are like in the middle of the foyer, and she's just like chopping down zoom. gorillas. Here we go. It's the latest thing. In, this, this is what's going to power cell phones in the future: lasers. Like so, yeah. and if they already had that laser, like what were the other lasers being powered by diamonds too? The laser fence? I don't think so. Anyway, dumb movie with lasers. <laughs> so, what would you give it? Oh, I would definitely give this. Um, I still have such a good time, so I'm going to give it probably at least six and a half. Yeah. Um, you hate to do it though, don't you? Yeah, then I'm gonna, it kind of hurt to I'm do. I'm going to give it six and a half. We are watching you. Out of yeah, six and a half of those things. 
Um, there you go. So that's it. Did uh, who went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, I did. Yes, I saw it. Was it good? And it was is it? amazing. Yeah, is it amazing? Go see it. I'll I'll go with you again to go see it. All right, I'm 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 trying to find time we can do it. So we'll all yeah. uh, we'll find some time we will watch it soon because I really want to yeah. go see it. It is really good. Did, did you think, really Corny? I I was yes, very good. I, I, I was blown away at how like good it was. in the MCU. Like, can you compare it to another film? Um, uh, it's gonna it's gonna give you a. Iron Man one type of feel in terms of, yeah. yeah, it's not over the top. It's a good introductory story. Yeah, there's plenty um, of humor. I'd put it in terms of quality. Doggone it! It's up there with Avengers and and, and Iron Man. Really? I mean, yeah, Winter Soldier. Yes. I mean, I I oh yeah, I'd probably, oh, I would yeah. rather watch this than Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. I was, I was like, yeah. wait, wait, Congo. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I, but yeah. Yeah, that was really good. All right. Well, cool. Um, we, we might have lost. Uh, we did. We did lose Chad. Yeah, we lost Chad. Yeah, it dropped him again. But we're He gave up him, on us. We're, we're adding him back in because he's a trooper. And, um, <laughs> and um, while we're waiting for Chad to load. Um, <laughs> Anybody notice that uh, on Facebook he actually wrote it like he's, uh, like he's Russian? Some of those struck me again. <laughs> no, but okay, I like that. Even tired of the, even tired of the escape. It's a, uh, Soviet Russia Skype drops you or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, In Soviet Russia, you drop Skype. Uh, I haven't been watching anything except um, BSG. So there you go. Yeah. Um, now I will say the funny thing is, I you know I've recently seen the Planet of the Apes movie. Mm-hmm. If if we had the technology for the the apes that we have now back then, it would have been pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that movie wouldn't... Oops. Oops. Hold on. We're getting all kinds of crazy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What is happening? What what is going on? I don't know. What is is going on? What is happening? Uh, no, it's going not on. understand. Uh, at is, least it's the end of the podcast. Is it time to wrap up? Yeah, it's what are we watching next week? Yeah, it's corny. What are we doing watching, next week? Uh, next week we are watching Ip Man. Stop doing that. What are you saying? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> next week we're watching Ip Man, and I'm actually really excited about this. This is this is a movie that I chose, and uh, basically it's a it's a, a kung fu flick. And, uh, <laughs> Sweet, I like me a good kung, a good kick flick. So do I have to read? No, no, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> the whole time? Not a lot. Not a lot, though. All right. <laughs> That's good to do. All right, time to get out of here. All right, Steve, punch it. Um, special thanks goes out to... Excuse me while I cough. Um, People who help us with this podcast. Yeah, Steve Everett for his intro and outro music. Check him out at steveeverett.net. Um, I actually texted him, texted him, sent him a text uh, before the t- tonight's recording and said, Hey, we're, we're recording Congo and... And his response was, was, we are watching you stop eating sesame cake. So, <laughs> um, that's literally what happened. So, I'm eating my sesame cake. So, thank you, Steve. You're awesome. You're my friend. And thank you for giving us a uh, license to use your music. You're awesome. Leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. 
Uh, we love to read those uh, again and again and again. They make us warm and fuzzy. Leave, uh, check out our website, Cheap Reviews. Cheap Reviews. Cheap Seat Reviews at dot com. Jeez. I can't talk. I can't even read. I'm just reading stuff. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And please send us your emails to Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. We will read them and, um, and, and read them. That's all we can do with emails is just read them. So, on behalf of Chad, Sam, and Corny and myself saying, if you're going into the woods, into the jungle, make sure you take Bruce Campbell with you.